morning and welcome to Slam Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marianne Petrie. This episode of Slam the Gavel is sponsored by CPS Protect Consulting Services. A child protective services case is one of the most frightening experiences for any parent. Don't face it alone. Face it with confidence with urgent assist by CPS Protect. You can have access to former CPS investigators to make sure you preserve your rights and protect your family. If you're facing CPS involvement and aren't sure where to turn, their child welfare consultant can help you. Visit cpsprotect.com forward slash subscribe and enter the coupon code slam the gavel for 10% off your first year of urgent assist. And this is available in all 50 states. And I will also put this in the podcast notes. I have another announcement. Bradley's mother, Narcus Golden, passed away five months ago. He is autistic and needs structured routine and therapies he receives for his autism six days a week. However, Italy just entrusted Bradley to Italian social services. If he is ruled to go back, he will face the next three to four years of his life in the Italian foster care system where he can't speak or understand the language. He will be taken away from the only family he has ever known. This will cause immediate de- destruction in this child's life. Please call Governor Hochul at 518-474-8390. Governor Hochul, 518-474-8390. You're welcome to call the senator as well. Hashtag keep Bradley safe. I have a return guest on. I have Keisha Daniel back on. The last time she was on my podcast was season three, episode 148 and 157 and season four episode four. Now, this all started when she threatened, was threatened with incarceration by Magistrate A. Teal while getting fingerprinted done for her job while at the courthouse. Keisha did not keep quiet about this harassment. This is the story nightmares are made of. And I welcome you back, Keisha Daniel, to the podcast. I'm so very proud to have you on. Thank you for having me back. And your story has been just so unfair and out of control. Where are you at with your story now? Um, well, it is still pretty much at a standstill. The closer I get to, you know, bringing my child back home, they find another reason to say, Oh, we need you to do this now. We need you to do that now. And we went to court um, May 8th. Um, That's where we were supposed to have trial. But, you know, and and I'm not here to slander anybody, but I am going to give some names. You know, there was a Mr. Stephen Tennant there. He's the uh, attorney's general, Steve Marshall's assistant. He's right under Steve Marshall. I've reached out to Steve Marshall since this thing has began, and not once has anyone reached out to me. I reached out to CPS for several years, letting them know that people were threatening, coming to my home, trying to set it on fire with me and my child inside. I reached out to them to let them know that my car is being vandalized, people are coming to my job, even police officers. You know, two officers lost their job mm-hmm. because they came to the home. They beat on the door. They threatened me in front of my child. And they then called my child's cell phone and asked her to sneak downstairs and open the door so that they can come in and get money. 
So again, the FBI is all aware of what's going on, but everybody knows everybody. Everybody's playing friends in the city of Birmingham, Jefferson County, Alabama. You know, like I said, the presiding judge himself looked me in my face, laughed at me, and told me if I want restitution for anything that's happening or that's going to happen to me, I need to call my insurance company because it's nothing that the city of Birmingham can do to help me. So now we have Mr. Stephen Tannett, who's um, in the middle of this. Like I said, we were supposed to have trial May 8th, but he, you know, he said, you know, I'm, I don't want to do trial. We're trying to get your baby back to you as soon as possible. You know, just do this stuff and we're going to help you out. After court, um, I spoke with the caseworker. I have a new caseworker. Teresa Krauss isn't on the case anymore. Now, this is the one who was telling me that she doesn't want me to have my child back. She doesn't want me to see my child. I mean, this lady was a straight up B-I-T-C-H to me. Mm -hmm. And so she's finally off the case. But they put someone on the case who's very inexperienced. This lady has no idea where the left door or the right door is. So how can she mediate what's going on with my case? So the court order now is saying that I'm supposed to have increased visitation and I can talk to my baby on the phone. Well, when it came around to the visitation part, now they're saying, oh, um, the dad said that he doesn't know the person who was supposed to be responsible for visitation. So he doesn't want you to have more visitation. Well, it's a court order saying that I'm supposed to have more visitation with my child. So what do you mean just because the dad said? Y'all saying that DHR shouldn't really be involved in my case because dad has custody. So why in the hell is DHR involved? Y'all need to get the hell on because y'all don't know what y'all doing. What y'all have done is y'all assisted with stealing a child. Y'all kidnapped my baby. Mm -hmm. DHR and CPS of Birmingham, Alabama, Jefferson County. They said that I abandoned my baby at uh, a Dairy Queen in Villa Rica, Georgia. Well, there's a recording that I'm going to post on my YouTube page, Just Us, J-U-S-T-U-S Maniac, Just Us Maniac. I'm going to post a recording from um, the, the DHR in Villa Rica, Georgia. I'm going to post a recording from Dairy Queen, Villa Rica, Georgia, and from the police at Villa Rica, Georgia that said that there was never a child abandoned. You also have my baby on a recording saying that she was never abandoned. Her uncle, Morris Leon Daniel of Birmingham, Alabama, and her aunt, Jamie Stefan Daniel of Birmingham, Alabama, met me in Georgia to get my child. The very next day, if she was abandoned, how is it the very next day she was with her god-grandmother, Deborah Lincoln Watts, Deborah Lincoln Davis, at her daughter, Raven Watt Langford, baby shower. How is that possible if she was abandoned? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they will not allow my child to take the stand and tell the truth. The um, One of the CPS workers, when this case first started, she wrote up a lie. I mean, she wrote up the biggest lie possible. Ayanna Terry, who works for CPS Jefferson County, Alabama, 
she said that I made a report that I was raped by a police officer. I still have that recording. I'm going to post that recording on my page as well. I was never said I was raped. I said I was sexually assaulted by magistrate author Patton Till of Birmingham, Alabama Municipal Court. That's mm -hmm. what I said. Mm -hmm. And and if you want to, you can play the recording of what my baby said. My baby told them that mommy never left me anywhere. Auntie Uncle Boo and Auntie Jamie came and picked me up. The very next day, I went to the baby shower with Deborah Davis. Mm -hmm. I can play that. And just to let everyone know, it's three minutes long. Here we go. To Raven's gender reveal. So how is it that this child was abandoned, but she's here, she's there, she's everywhere? Why is she not in protective custody if I abandon a child? Mm -hmm. This is everyone colluding together to form a lie, to try and ruin my reputation, to try and steal my child, to keep my baby daddy from paying child support because he always felt like he paid too much child support for one child. You have, I have the recording, which I'm going to post again, and I'm going to give to you. Mm -hmm. uh, the city clerk, I can't say her name, but we call her the minister for notion. She she's the one who sleeps around with the presiding judge who works in the um, municipal court building with him. So I have it recorded that Kenosha said she don't care what's going on. You know, everything they did to me, they did it to make fun of me. They did it to hurt me. Them signing all those false warrants for harassment communication. Y'all mean tell me I can't talk about my case. Them signing warrants for harassment communication. All those warrants was just a tactic to shut my mouth. But she said when it came to these people taking my baby, they were wrong. And they need to do what they have to do to get my child back to me. She said this. This is the lady who works in the municipal court office. Said they were wrong for taking my child. And she also admitted that they were paid $5,000 to extort my child oh, in an attempt to shut my mouth about everything that was going on. You have it, DHR and CPS saying, I can't speak about my case, but I've given you proof to where the city magistrate, Arthur Patentil, he's out speaking about my case. So how is it that my child's father can post court-ordered documents about our case but I can't speak about my case. I can't speak about the injustice. I can't speak about the mental anxiety that this is causing my child. 
but everybody else in the city of Birmingham can speak about my case except for me. That does not make any sense at all. Mm -mm. Then I have, I'm going to also, I already posted that recording is already on my page of me talking to the workers and them saying they didn't know that my child father, he was a drug dealer. They didn't know that he abuses drugs. They didn't know that he pays men and women for sex. They didn't know he was a prostitute. But this is the home that y'all have my baby at. And y'all didn't know. Well, how is it that you didn't know when I sent y'all all the screenshots? I sent y'all the recordings. I sent y'all everything y'all need, but y'all didn't know. So I reposted it. I resent everything. Therefore, you have it now. So how can y'all say y'all did not know or don't know? You have pictures of him rolling his marijuana, smoking it. But you didn't know. They said that they didn't know that I had a previous case. Well, how is it that he was on child support for seven years if we never had a previous case? So what, that case went out the door? Y'all didn't see the previous court order from Judge Cousins saying that he's not to be around my child mm -hmm. because he sells drugs for his children in the car with him because he left my baby outside in the rain four o'clock in the morning and she's still traumatized by this situation. They said they never seen a previous court order. So what y'all did, y'all got rid of it? Did it disappear? Did it grow legs and walk away? Mm -hmm. Y'all are covering, they covering up so much. I also, I mean, they don't find it strange that when I call to get a police report, the police said they're not giving me a report for my own child. This is my child. And you mean tell me I can't get a police report. And I have him recorded saying it. And I'm going to post that recording on my YouTube page as well. Where, Where is Judge Cousins now? She's right down the hallway from the judge from the courtroom we're in, but nobody wants to go talk to Judge Cousin. Nobody seems to know what this previous court order is. Oh. Like, uh, and Mr. Tennant said himself, he said, Yeah, I did a little research. This man has been on child support for this child, meaning that the mother had full custody. He mm -hmm. said out his mouth, Something has happened to cause all of this tragedy in her life. What happened suddenly? Because again, I've taken care of this baby by myself for seven and a half years. Mm -hmm. I have proof to where the dad said he doesn't want to deal with this child. I have proof to where the dad has come to the home, sent people to the home and torn up our property. But, you know, they don't they don't want to um, acknowledge that fact, you know. And Judge Cousins said she doesn't want this father to be around this. Yeah, it was ordered that he was not to be around the child. The The day we had court, she called the baby into the bed. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know what she asked her. I'm not sure. But Judge Cousins, when she came out of the chamber, she was pissed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she ordered him to take some parenting classes. And she said that he was not to be around that baby. Judge Chambliss, before he um, left the bench, there was a PFA order out to 2099 for him not to be around me and the child. But all this stuff magically disappears now. That's some uh, serious malfeasance going on in that courthouse. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff being hidden. It's a lot of stuff being hidden and, you know, thrown out and everything else. Yeah. A lot of it. 
why waste taxpayer dollars? Why don't they just give you your child back and let you go on your way instead of this, all of this going on? Is because they have they have to continue to cover up their collusion. They have to continue to cover up the corruption. They have to continue to cover up the lies that are being told, the plots, the scheme. But it's all being dismantled. Everything is going to come to light. Everything is going to be revealed. Mm -hmm. and, and again, like I said, you have the city records clerk who's also telling stuff that happened now. She's coming clean with everything because even she said that this ain't right. Mm -hmm. It's too much going on in this case. This is not right. I've taken care of that baby by myself. I mean, if that's the case, let's consider some of the people involved who called CPS DHR on several times. Let's consider Catherine Huffman, who lives in Montgomery, Alabama. Her children continuously are being molested. Mm -hmm. Every time they go to her home, she has drugs in her system. But because she's connected, nothing has happened to her children. Her children are still there being hurt. Mm -hmm. DHR, CPS is not doing their job. Let's consider um, the other girl, GP. I'm, I'm going to just give her initials GP because I don't think they won't be mentioning her name either. Her children are being molested over and over. Her daughter continuously tries to commit suicide. Mm. The other one has a learning disability, but y'all have not bothered those children. They're still in the home. Let's consider my sister, the one who sold my sold my daughter for $5,000. Mm -hmm. Her son is at home by himself all the time. She abuses drugs all the time. Her, her child's father, she said he does cocaine. He's a crackhead. Y'all have the report, y'all have the proof, but this my, my nephew is still there. It doesn't make sense. She was homeless, and I gave her my lease so that she can steal government money to put her and her son somewhere. But no one sees all of this stuff. They um they're just all around corrupt. The, the And this starts, my problem, it, it doesn't start with the magistrate. You know, mm -hmm. the mayor of Birmingham, Alabama, Randall Whooping, he knows what's going on in my case. When I spoke to him about it, he said that he has nothing to do with the city of Birmingham. Yes, you do, sir. This is your city. The mayor said that? The mayor, Randall Whooping. Oh. Okay, so if he doesn't want anything to do with Birmingham, then why is he even mayor? Exactly. My paperwork from me being hurt, starved, and abused when I was in Birmingham City Jail is still sitting on his desk. They don't find it strange that Mr. Cooper, who was the city attorney, just resigned because the FBI has been up to the building investigating. <laughs> um, Governor Kate Ivey, her team, Karen Smith, um, Annabelle Roth, all of these people have information. They've been informed of everything that's going on in my case, mm -hmm. but no one has moved in yet. The governor and her entire team knows what's going on with my case and no one has moved in yet. But what she keeps saying is, 
we're going to forward your information to the sheriff's office, to the DHR office of Jefferson County. What is Mark Petway going to do to help me when he has a Fed's investigation for all the gambling and stuff that he's allowing to happen because his brother is involved, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Sergeant Fisher with Birmingham Police Department, he already told me ain't nothing the city of Birmingham going to do to help me. I need to shut my mouth because if I die in Birmingham, I just die in Birmingham. This is Sergeant Fisher in Eternal Affairs. This is how they see me. This is how they deal with me. Whatever happens to me just happens. They have the recording and the proof that every time someone came to my home to do harm to me and my child, my child's father was involved. He was behind it. Mm -hmm. He was sending people. He sat on the phone with these people as they plotted to harm me and my child. And has the audacity to now say that he cares for the baby. But I just got a message last month from his cousin's girlfriend saying that he said he just wanted to come off child support. And he has no intentions on taking care of my baby. And if you see my baby now, you're going to see he's holding his end of that word. Because my baby is not being taken care of. Just like when I mentioned to the caseworker. Y'all have my baby in an environment where she's afraid. She's scared. My child's grandmother, Loretta Martin, the child's father's mom, mm -hmm. threatened to hit my baby. My baby, when she saw me, she was crying, broke down crying. The caseworker said, it's okay. It's not okay to threaten my child. It's not okay to put your hands on my child. Mm -hmm. If she's going to be chastised, her father is supposed to do that. Oh, but father is never there. He's out buying prostitutes. He's out selling drugs when he's not at work. So essentially the grandmother's raising this kid. Yes. She is raising my child. And, and you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm just honest. I appreciate her for stepping in because I would rather my child be there than to be in DHR CPS for custody, you know, because these people are the biggest child traffickers in the world, mm -hmm. CPS and DHR. So yes, even though I, I don't get along with my child's father, I don't get along with his mother, I do appreciate them for stepping in, even though they stole the baby, even though the baby was extorted, I still thank them for keeping her until she's back to me. And you know, they, they talk about psyche veils and all this stuff, I'm far from crazy. The person who needs to be evaluated is the person who paid to have their child kidnapped. The person who said, I don't want my child to see her mom after she's only been with mom for seven and a half years. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're helping that child? No, you're hurting her. Mm -hmm. My child hates him in real life. Let's just keep it real. Yeah, I, I agree. So what happened to Judge Summers when... You had he's still on the case, and he's the one who ordered, like he said, you know, let the child talk to her mama. Let the child see her mama. Who who in their right mind wants to keep a child from their mom? But, you know, you see all these other cases where children are really being hurt. Children are being abused, mm -hmm. but their parents, they're still with their mom. So somewhere, somebody dropped the ball. This case is not about the welfare of my child. This case is about, let's see if we can hurt Keisha Daniel. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we can shut Keisha Daniel's mouth. 
because they told me I can't talk about my case. But everybody in the city of Birmingham is able to talk about my case. They, you have, I have a recording where the city records clerk said she came into work one morning and they had a meeting. The meeting was all about Keisha Daniel. <sighs> Nobody is to mention my name in the um, municipal court building. If oh, they do, if they do, they're going to lose their job. Oh, and this is all a taxpayer expense, mind you. Yeah. Nobody is to mention Keisha Daniels' name. And then you have the new caseworker, um, Renee Kennedy. She told me, she said, yeah, I see your file. You got a file this thick. But, you know, nobody here is going to take on your case because everybody is scared of you. They think you're crazy. Far oh from it. So you mean to tell me that nobody wants to take my case because they see the corruption and they're being paid to shut up? Because that's basically what you're saying. Mm -hmm. We see the corruption. We see what's going on. But we can't do nothing about it because this is our paycheck if we do. This is terrible. Uh, if this is what society has been reduced to, I don't think any of us have uh, yeah, any hope. Right. And, and like Mr. Tannett said, he said, it. he said, my intentions this morning when I came into the court was to drag you through the mud. He said, but you're not what they told me who you are. They said you were crazy. They said this and that about you. No, sir, I'm far from crazy. I want my baby back. Mm -hmm. I want my baby back. Mm -hmm. And he said out his own mouth. From looking at everything, you're right. Your baby was taken. But it's not a criminal matter in this court. It's a civil, it's a family court matter. But y'all, you work in the attorney general's office and you admitted to seeing that a baby was taken. And you're going to handle this like a family court dispute when it's not. It's a criminal matter. Jamie Daniel, Deborah Davis, Daniel Martin are all supposed to be in jail for kidnapping and extortion. That's a felony, exactly. But because it happened to me, no one cares. So this attorney general admitted that this your baby was kidnapped, but yep. it's he's referring it all to family court. Yep. And really, he should be doing his job and putting it through civil court and and trying these individuals on kidnapping. That's what yeah. actually should be happening. Where's the prosecutor in all this? Shouldn't he be involved? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and we got the government lying. This lady can't stand me. Melissa Bodie, I think that's her name. This lady can't stand me. Now, the first time I ever appeared in court before they locked me away for 130 some days, mm -hmm. this lady said out of her mouth, she said, um, she asked me, she said, where do you want your baby to go? I said, give her to the grandparents until I get out. Mm -hmm. She said, she told the judge, she said, yeah, that's a good idea because there are several PFAs involved where the dad can't be around the child. And she said, and I recommend that the daddy only get supervised visitation because there's something going on with him. So now all of a sudden you're against me. Mm -hmm. You don't want me to see my baby, Melissa Bodie. 
but you're saying that you're doing what's best for the child. No, you're not. Because anybody who see my child, they're going to know that she's depressed. Mm -hmm. She's suppressing it. She's suppressing not being with her mom. Mm -hmm. So so what changed your mind, Miss Bodie? Because you saw the same stuff that I saw. You know that something is mentally wrong with Daniel Martin. She sees it and she knows it. Mm-hmm. But again, she gets her paycheck. She gets her paycheck for hiding the truth. Pretending that she's doing her job, but hiding the truth. You recommended when the judge said, well, he lives at home with his parents. She said, well, maybe he needs to move out because he shouldn't be around the baby that much. He only needs supervised visitation. Now he has custody. And Mr. Tannett said it also out of his own mouth. He said, how is it that y'all gave the dad full custody when the mother wasn't present in court? He said, there isn't a full custody order. He only has temporary custody. Mm-hmm. How can y'all give him full custody and I wasn't in court? Again, there's some old underhanded stuff going on in the courtroom. It's so many hands in my case that shouldn't be in it till it's ridiculous. Mr. Tanner, he also told me, he said, and from now on, nothing that the city of Birmingham has to say about your case is going to be found relevant in this courtroom. Birmingham has no say so in my case because this is a county case. So why is that Birmingham has so much pull? But Mr. Tanner said that, that, that that's come to an end. Birmingham has no say. So I'm going to see how he's going to hold up his end of the bargain. This is just terrible. I am so sorry you're going through this, especially yeah. your daughter going through this because, you know, you brought her up so classy. You have her dressed in darling clothes. You totally took care of her beautifully. And you're far from crazy. I've talked to you multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Look, when, when the doc, the psychologist, when I finally let him come in and do the test, he was wondering, like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. He came to my office at work and did the test, and he's wondering why am I here? Yeah. And then when I gave him the backstory about the magistrate, he sees it's a collusion to shut her mouth. Mm-hmm. If we gotta take steal her child to shut her mouth, then that's what we'll do. That's uh this can't go on much longer. This has to be resolved for the sake of your, your daughter. For the sake of my baby. And, and I've been petitioning God. I'm just saying this. I've been petitioning God. Like time is of the essence now. Because these people really think that they control the narrative. They think that they have control over my child. They think they have control over me. Really? Mm-hmm. This is what it's come down to. It is it's like a battle of the gods now. Like my God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob Mm -hmm. up against the system. And we already know how this is going to end. God can't lose. I don't care how big they are. I don't care who they think they are. Governors, mayors, presiding judges, they all going to come down. In the name of Jesus. They coming down. All the corruption Everything that they're doing is going to end. Whether they believe it or not, it's going to end. Well, you know, they it says in the Bible, what is whispered in, in uh, Luke, rooms will be Luke shouted. Yep, 
will be shouted Amen. from the rooftops. Mm -hmm. shouted from the rooftops. Mm -hmm. And again, they're already telling on each other. I have so many recordings that I have to upload. I even have the recording of the police who told me he's not giving me a police report for my child. I'm going to play it. I'm going to upload it to my YouTube page, Justice, J-U-S-T-U-S -S, Maniac. I'm going to upload it. Good. I okay. have a recording of me talking to Ayanna Terry with CPS, telling her the story. And you still wrote up that false report saying that I was raped by a police officer. You said that I give my baby marijuana. You said that I give my baby alcohol. You said that my baby has never been in school. When y'all have valid proof that she was enrolled in school with a 93 average. You said that I use my baby to break into people's homes. What the hell I look like letting my baby break into somebody's house? <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. She wrote all this foolishness up in a report saying that um, they don't know where I am. That's the point of me leaving Birmingham to keep me and my baby safe so that y'all didn't know where I was. Y'all had to plot to steal a baby mm -hmm. to get me back to Birmingham only to mistreat me. Y'all, the people try to kill me in that jail. I have the lieutenant, um, what's her name? Lieutenant, um, I have to find it from Birmingham City Jail. Mm -hmm. She came in and she told me, while you're here, just keep your mouth closed. Because Andre Sparks, the presiding judge, comes up here. He goes through your file. He watches the video of you every day. He wants you dead. He said that orders are to let you rot here. I write everything down as it's being said. She, yeah. This lady used to have to sneak food into the jail to feed me because they would make me go four and five days without feeding me. And when they did feed me, it was molded beans and spoiled coleslaw. Isn't it odd and obsessive of Andre Sparks to come in every day and watch you on video. But I'm, the, but I'm the crazy one. Right. That, I mean, <laughs> there's something wrong with somebody that, that actually uh, does this probably on taxpayer dollars as well. Mm-hmm. You got, um, like I said, you got Arthur Patty Teal, the magistrate who follows my social media, who hits like on pictures of me. But I'm obsessed with him. You're going around publicly telling people who I am. You told everybody that it was okay for you to touch me because we were in a relationship. We were never in a relationship, sir. If we were in a relationship, that means that you would cheat on your now wife. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to make two plus two equal four, not five. <laughs> right, right. Ah. Uh. They said that I've never graduated high school. How could I have never graduated high school when I have two college degrees? I pledged AKA with a 4.0 GPA, but I never graduated high school. They're doing everything they can to try and ruin me. But the devil is a lie. Everything is going to be restored. Mm -hmm. uh, what you have been through and what your daughter is going through She'll be traumatized yeah. for the rest of her life over this. And they don't care. They, they don't. 
all these people are child abusers themselves. But it's not going to be until God removes them permanently from their children. I command it in the name of Jesus. They will be removed permanently from their children. They will see a famine. They will see a famine. A lot of them going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a shame because a lot of them do, you know, die in foster care. That's all I hear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, and, and now, you know, my baby, she told me that her God, my God, Deborah Davis, now she calls the house. She doesn't ask to speak to my baby because she knows she's wrong. That's conviction. How can you not ask to speak to the baby that you call your grandbaby for eight years? But you will call and talk to Daniel's mom like y'all best friends now. Oh, because y'all all plotted together. You know, I've never told anybody about your daughter smoking her marijuana. Mm-hmm. I never told anybody about your son smoking his marijuana. And he's a he's a um, coach. He's a he's a high school football baseball coach. Your daughter just had a brand new baby, but and the only thing she do is get high. That's the stuff you need to be reporting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of this to dis- to destroy you. All of this to destroy me. And I like with my ex God mom. I've done nothing but helped you. When your ex husband used to beat on you, mm-hmm. I'm the one who helped you. We helped each other. Now all of a sudden, you this lady ain't called and checked on me once. Because she knows what she did. She knows what she did was wrong. Have you approached the prosecutor on this at all? I don't even know who the prosecutor is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't they don't tell me anything. You know, has anything been filed recently with Judge Cousins about the father um, disobeying the case, his order? The, the um the case, the supervisor at DHR, um, Agnes Geis, she said that she's going to look into those previous court cases with Judge Cousins because from what she understands, they never existed. So seven and a half years, my baby has been on child support. But this case never existed. If you ask my baby right now, what did daddy do to you that scared you? Why are you afraid of daddy? She's going to tell you. My daddy left me outside in the rain four o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and it scared me. Just like she asked me, mommy, when are we going back to the other judge courtroom so she can get daddy in trouble for what he did to me? This is the words that come out of my baby's mouth. When are we going back to the other judge's courtroom so that she can get daddy in trouble for the things that he has done to me? But they said they don't see none of this stuff. It was all in court. Every case should be in court. So who erased it? So there's no written transcripts. It's all recordings in this courtroom. Mm-mm. 
Mm -mm. And the first thing they say when I get in the courtroom, make sure her phone is not on record. Ooh. What y'all got to hide? The reason y'all don't want my phone to record, but y'all not recording when it should be recorded. This is why they should have cameras in the courtroom. So everybody in the city of Birmingham can talk about my case, except for me. If I say something, I'm going to get in trouble. It's okay when they do it, but when I do it, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. The pro Also, going back to the father selling drugs with the kid in the car. Um, <laughs> and, but, guess who, but guess who called and told me? My godmama, Deborah Davis, she's the one who called me and told me that he took the children and he went somewhere and he was handing stuff out the window. My baby confirmed it. Yeah, daddy did go to this lady house and he handed her some stuff out the window. Oh, terrible. I wouldn't have known about it. Deborah Davis called and told me that. Why didn't she call? Uh make an appropriate phone call to DHL. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's nice she told you, but she needs to make the right phone call to the right mm -hmm. place. Just like she was there, she heard the recording of um, when the girls, when they came and tried to set the house on fire. She knew that Daniel Martin was behind sending the women to the home to threaten and harass me and my child. Just like uh, one particular, Cicely Parks, this lady came and beat on my door. They got a recorded doing it. Said she gonna blow me and my baby brains out. The next day she posted on social media and said she killed me. I took it to the magistrate, Arthur Patentil. He said, oh, it's nothing the city of Birmingham can do about it. You gotta go see a special judge. You mean Judge Andre Sparks who don't like me, really? You, you got somebody in the act committing a crime and you said you can't do anything about it. That's the city of Birmingham, Alabama, Jefferson County for you. I'm, I'm never going there. Don't. Don't. You know. So now I'm just this psycho mother who has never, oh, that's what Arthur Patentil said too. I've never taken care of my baby. I've always kept the child away from the father. When I have a written message of the dad saying he don't want to have nothing to do with the baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Between your case and I've covered Natalia Dalton's case, it seems like a pattern with these uh, guys is they crawl out of the woodwork at a certain period of time to then take custody away from the mother. Not all guys. I want to make clear because I don't want a bunch of guys hating me. Not not all men are like this. But in certain cases that I have been seeing, this has been a pattern. See, see the problem with my child's father is the book the third baby mama was published in that book. It speaks of how he's been nothing but a deadbeat my child's entire life. It speaks of how he pays men and women to have sex with him. All of this is in the book. So he's pissed because he's been exposed. 
Well, drug dealer who pays for prostitution for men and women. He's been exposed. You now, everyone gets their comeuppance. So this is his payback to me. I'm going to hear the way it hurts, that baby. That's the only thing that's going to hurt, that baby. Look, and that's what the that's what um Agnes Geis, the um supervisor at DHR, considers the children that baby. That's what she called my baby. That baby. I said, oh, that baby. Oh, she don't have a name. Uh, so that lets you know how they care about these children. They're all considered numbers. That baby. That's disgusting. That's your child. That any child. This is probably how they treat all all these kids that are in foster care or in that system. Yeah, and I said that if ever I get a chance to go back to the DHR building, because you know they all hate me there. They know who I am there too. No one is to mention my name at the DHR building. But if I go back in there, I'm recording. I'm taking pictures to show the people what their tax money is going to. They have rooms, empty rooms with old nasty blankets and pillows on the floor. So whenever they remove a child, this is where this child is going to lay on this nasty floor Ugh. with these nasty blankets and pillows. If I ever go back, I'm taking pictures and I'm recording to show the people. This is how they treat these children. Y'all grown folks paying tip for tax trying to get people's children removed because y'all mad. And y'all putting these children through this trauma. These children are sleeping on nasty floors with blankets and pillows on it. That's it. When they remove a child from a home, that's where they go. They stay in their office. Uh, I think a news station should go in there and start filming. Have the news people involved too. Mm-hmm. Don't don't think it's strange that no one can take my case or my story. They've already been briefed on who Keisha Daniel is. That's what um, Steve Fisher said at um, Eternal Affairs, Birmingham. Everybody's been briefed. We know who you are. When I walked in that day into the headquarters, the man came from behind the desk and he told Angelique, don't you know who that is? That's Keisha Daniel. She said, I know who it is. I walked in with him. So obviously they got my face posted so that everybody knows who I am. Your baby needs to be with you. Uh, yeah. Soon. Now. I just, I, I just can't. Are, are you representing yourself? I am. I did have a, um, an attorney. She left, we went to court Monday the 8th. She left the case that Friday before the 8th. Because, like I told her, I don't need you to go in and argue for more visitation. I need you to go in and present the case for as it is. This child was stolen. I, I, I don't have time to talk to them and argue about visitation. Who gives a shit about visitation? I don't. Mm -hmm. Give me my baby back. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's at the point now where I'm not even asking no more. God is going to deal with every one of them one by one. I'm not asking no more. Well, and God does deal with them. I told you that story already. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to tell it again? Yes. <laughs> well, I had a nutty judge. I don't know what his problem was or what he was on. 
I think he was on something because he would run the case like a three ring circus. One minute we're talking about a pension fund. Next minute we're talking about child custody. Then we're turning and spinning our head around. We're talking about, you know, uh, child support, which doesn't make none of this made sense. It should be focusing on one thing in a case. And I'm going, dear God, remove him from my life. Get him out of here. He's making the utmost rotten decisions that I have I've never seen any judge behave like this. And granted, I know there was collusion going on with the opposing attorney and God answered my prayers. It maybe have taken, I would say maybe six months to eight months, but the judge died of pancreatitis. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and also the opposing attorney uh, started off with his his wife. She was absolutely vile. I've never seen any woman behave like this normally. Otherwise, in a courtroom, I've never seen a female attorney behave this uh, inappropriate. And I said, dear God, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can handle this. Could you remove her from my life? I don't care how you do it. Get her gone. Please, Jesus. And... Within four months, I get a letter from my lawyer saying that she has cancer <laughs> and she removed herself <laughs> from the case. And I ended up with her, her uh, husband extraordinaire who I could deal with because it was kind of fun to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, he was much more docile. Anyway, these people are being dealt with in my life. They are. They are. And like I told Teresa Prowse, if I'd be a true servant of God, you're not going to be on this case for the duration. And she's off the case. Mm -hmm. And just like the ones who I'm declaring death, I'm declaring lunacy, I'm declaring ailments and cancers in their bodies. It's coming to pass. And you better believe that it's coming to pass. Well, and it will because they're so uh, doing such deceitful things. They're actually giving toxins into their own body by doing this. Mm -hmm. so they're they're bringing this on themselves. Like that female attorney, she was so rotten. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And she probably made her, her own self sick is what mm -hmm. I'm thinking. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, like I like the people who are for me just keep praying that God brings this pimple to a head yeah, real right. soon. Get my baby back to me where she belongs. Mm -hmm. Because again, she's under the roof of a man who really does not want her, but he's doing it to right. be vindictive. Like he, he been said a long time ago, I love all my children, but I don't want any of them. They all appeal to me. Oh. That's why every report, every paperwork that he filled out, the first thing that he always asked for Come off child support. Come off child support. Come off child support. I'll keep the baby, but I got to come off child support. Which is child support never really did anything. Just her spending money. Mm -hmm. I didn't even spend the money on anything. I spent it on her, mm -hmm. whatever she wanted. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then you got the stupid guardian at Lion saying, Oh, yeah. Well, I I don't think she needs a um a court appointed attorney because Miss Daniel has several degrees. She has a master's degree and she makes eighty to a hundred thousand a year. I used to, but I'm trying to figure out how did I make that much money and y'all said I was homeless. <laughs> Just because y'all didn't have my address, that does not mean I was homeless. 
I didn't I didn't give an address for a reason. That's what corporate housing is for, for a reason. Because y'all don't do never harass me. The first thing they ask me for every time I go in that courtroom, what's your address and where you work at? You think I'm finna give it to y'all? Absolutely not. The only person who's gonna get that is the judge, and that's when it's time to give me my baby back. Mm -hmm. And like, like I said, the way this thing is turning around, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna have to go through all of that because God will kill them first. All this is coming to an end. All of this is coming to an end. Well, and it also says in the Bible, uh, you know, if you harm any one of my little ones, you're going to have a millstone tied around your neck and you're going to be tossed into the sea. Amen. I think that's in Luke. I think that's in Luke. Don't quote me. But yeah, it, these people will answer to God. They sure will. They sure will. I, I have seen God move within 24 hours. I honestly have. I've actually asked God for something and he's actually given it to me within 24 hours. Do you want me to tell you that story? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is when I first had my first baby and just home from the hospital. And it was the, you know, the next day, which was, I think about Friday morning. And I had just put her to bed and I thought, well, maybe I could go get some sleep. You know, it's only, it's only 20 after six in the morning. And of course the neighbor had a Harley with, I think he put cans in it to make it louder and he's revving it and revving it. And I'm going, well, oh, just what, you know, I, I can't believe this. Then his friend pulls in with a Harley and they're yelling back and forth because they can't hear over these Harleys and they're both of these things revved up. So I went downstairs and I told my husband, I said, look, when we move back from overseas, we are selling the house. And he said, well, wait a minute. Let, let me talk to him. Just let, let me talk to him and I'll tell him not to do this again. So I waited all weekend. I didn't want to nag my husband at the time. But I asked on Monday, I said, did you finally talk to him? What happened? He said, well, I talked to him yesterday and he actually Saturday, he was riding his motorcycle, fell off the bike and broke his arm. He can't ride all summer. So don't worry about it anymore. So, you know, I was, I asked for that and God answered it really quick. And some, you know, they don't know the information that I get, but every one of them, they're going through something right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're not going to come public with it. They're not going to talk about it, but they're going through something from the, from the messages that I received. Well, it's and, and it's going to get worse mm -hmm. because God has showed me that presiding judge, God has already gone to him several times and told him to end this. Mm -hmm. He refused to. So he going to hell. <laughs> now the when he die, he's going to hell. And it's not going to take long. The presiding judge, is that, that's not, um, not cousins though. No. That's Andre Sparks. Andre Sparks is, why would he be the presiding judge when? He's over the city of Birmingham. He has nothing to do with Jefferson County. But he pulls his strings. And that's one thing, you know, I will say about Judge Summers. Judge Summers is fair. Mm -hmm. Stephen Tannett, Stephen Tannett is fair. He said 
Nothing that goes on in Birmingham is going to come to this courtroom ever again. This is what you're dealing with, you know, and this is why you're on here to warn people that what happened to you right. can happen to them. Right. When you go against the grain, if you don't submit to these people and shut up when they say shut up, they're going to do everything they can to destroy you and shut you up, even if that means stealing a baby. Because uh, that's what they did. They child trafficked a baby. That's exactly what they did. Jamie Daniel, Deborah Davis, Daniel Martin, CPS, DHR, Birmingham Police Department, Jefferson County Sheriff's Department, Mayor Randall Woofen, Judge K. Ivey, Governor K. Ivey, Presiding Judge Andre Sparks, Magistrate Arthur Patton Teal, who has think that he can speak about my case to the public and knows nothing about it. Steve Marshall, his investigators, the FBI, they all know about it. And like I said, I have the recording from the FBI. I'm going to play that recording on my page. I'm going to upload that as well. Will you be writing a second book? I am almost finished. Oh. I, I made the cover of it Friday. I have one more chapter to add, and I'm going to hit publish on Friday of next week. After that book, I'm not um, I'm not writing the book um, about the corruption in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Someone has actually purchased that book from me and they're going to write it for me and tell the story. Mm -hmm. They're going to put all the details in it. Someone has bought that book from me. And that's awesome. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Yep, someone, their, their story they're hearing, yeah, they, they're hearing about the story and people, someone bought it. Let me publish this book for you. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for speaking out on all of these individuals and this disgusting collusion. And uh, yeah, and everything I, like, that's done in dark is going to come to light. It will. It will. And it always does. It just takes a matter of time, but it needs to happen faster. Your right. baby needs you. He does. And I'd like to have you come back on to the podcast to <clears throat> give us more updates. Absolutely. We go back to court um, August. That was supposed to be when she's released back to me. But, but now that we have stupid people on the case, who's not following court orders. I'm, that's why I said I'm petitioning God. Mm -hmm. All this crap they talking about in the courtroom. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And you know, also these, uh, you know, he's uh, he's pulling custodial interference when they're yeah. saying, when the judge is saying visitation and seeing the kid at <laughs> This is a felony, custodial interference. The felony. And I, and I asked the lady with DHR, um, what's her name? Kennedy, Renee Kennedy. When are you going to hold him in contempt of court? He's missed the phone calls already. He's missed several visitation. He he's come late 
I sat there one day for two hours waiting on him to bring my baby. He He's not being held accountable for what no. he does. He should have been in jail mm -hmm. in contempt of court for breaking judges' orders. I agree. But again, it's Keisha Daniel that is happening to, so it's not important. Oh. It may not be important to them, but I promise you it's important to God. It is, and God is that's watching. Why, exactly, and that's why I've, I've been silenced because God told me, I'm fighting this battle. You don't have to do no more. I got this. That's excellent. Putting your faith in God. A lot of people are afraid to put their faith in God. <laughs> and you have to do it. You've got have to do it. Have to. You know, because God is, you know, it's like it's like a kid with a broken toy. And God's saying, here, give me the toy. I'll fix it. And the kid's like, well, I want to still hold on to the toy. Just give the toy to God. Let him fix it. Right. And God has had, he's had me dwelling on, um, what is it? Um, Joshua 5, 6, when they walked down the Jericho walls. Mm -hmm. I said, you keep silent. When it's time to shout, I'm going to let you know. Because he's about to destroy the city of Birmingham, Jefferson County, and they know it. That's why the um, mayor trying to get right now. It's too late, sir. It's too late. Yeah, well, he said he didn't want anything to do with the city anyway. Exactly. That's what he told me. He ain't got nothing to do with the city of Birmingham. Well, then My I think paperwork has been sitting on his desk since August. No one has touched it because Keisha Daniels' name is on it. One of the same officers who um, was arrested for um, abusing an inmate was the same one who did something to me. They told me I can't press charges against her, but the other lady can. Really? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, shouldn't they vote the mayor out of there? Or or is there someone that can surpass him and take his job if he doesn't want to, anything to do with the city of Birmingham? Yeah. The only thing he's doing is swindling money for him yeah. and his husband. But now he's pretending that he's about to get married to a woman. How are you going to marry a woman when you're married to a man? Male orphan. Make it make sense to me. Very interesting. Right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so glad you came on. How can people reach you if they have any questions or how to get your book? Yes, my phone number is already public. You know, I'm getting the harassing phone calls. It's fine. My phone number is 205-337-4571. My email, which they've been trying to hack into, is Keisha, K-E-I-S-H-A, E as in Ed, Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, 30, at gmail.com. You can also find me on YouTube, Justice, J-U-S-T-U-S, Maniac, M-A-N-I-A-C. And the first book, the third baby mama, which is Foles, my child's father, is on sale on Amazon.com. And the next book will be published in a week. And it will be on Amazon.com as well.
Are you going to give me the title of that book or no? Oh, the title of that book. <laughs> <laughs> the title of that book is um, The um, Love of a Mother and the Heartfelt Prayers of a Child. That's beautiful. Well, hey, uh, don't jump off, okay? I won't. Okay, Slam the Gavels, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Keisha Daniel in the future and other exciting guests. Thank you so much, Keisha, for coming on. Thank you for having me.